from New Hampshire. And today, well, today, first of all, I want to apologize because I know that I haven't podcasted a lot at all this year, and we're coming into the end of the year, but there will be this episode and one more. Um, so, you know, don't have much else to say, so let's just jump right in. So, the topic I wanted to talk about today is something that I think is a really interesting, cool, and, you know, a lot of more stuff goes with it. So, it's AI, and I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about it recently-ish, but there's a lot to know about it, and I wanted to share with you guys some of the things I've recently learned about it, because... Partially, it's a bit scary, and I don't really understand it, but I'm learning more, and I just wanted to share with you guys. So, you know, one big source for this podcast specifically was the, um, a show or episode almost called The AI Dilemma from Tristan Harris and Aza Raskin, who are some AI researchers, and this came out in early 2023, early to mid, it's middle of March. So, the first thing that they believe, which I think, coming from AI researchers, is a pretty big thing to say, is that they believe we're at a time like when nuclear bombs were first being tested. Except they're being tested by the public. So, I think that that's a huge statement. They're saying just, they're kind of highlighting just how dangerous this is. And, you know, I would have thought that it it definitely has some dangers, but they... They make it seem pretty bad. I I mean, they have stuff to back it up. A study that was done says that 50% of AI researchers believe that there's a 10% or more risk that humans go extinct due to their inability to control AI. Some people are more skeptical than others, but this is coming from the AI researchers, so the people who know the most about it, is once again just makes me really scared about it. And we'll get into some good stuff that it can help us do, but I think that, like, I I had usually thought of AI as more of the kind of positives of it, but this really highlighted for me the negatives and how things could really end in tragedy. So getting back into this documentary I watched, there's so much to learn about AI, and the first thing that I wanted to say is that, or that this documentary had to say is that we've already had a first contact with AI through social media and we lost. It has hurt the human race so much more than it has helped. Through the first contact, humans became addicted to all sorts of social medias. Huge amounts of influencer culture became a thing throughout the world and now people spend hours and hours of their day just sitting there scrolling on social media. And people now seem to have way more information than they know what to do with. Along with this, people now have shortened attention spans and polarization is much greater than it used to be because these become echo chambers, all sorts of social medias. The only thing that caused this was a simple algorithm, not even really an AI the same way that the ones we'll talk about later are, but it's a simple algorithm or AI that's meant to just maximize your engagement. And social media came just as the promise of connecting everybody, but now people probably feel like they can't live without it. So I think that this is a huge problem and 
hearing that this, uh, all of this stuff really came from that little bit of stuff that, or this little algorithms, these little algorithms, I'm thinking how bad these things called large language models are going to be. So large language models are probably what you think of when you hear AI. AI used to be machine learning, so it just tries things over and over again and see what works. But large language models are the new ones that kind of actually are almost actually thinking. So large language models are supposed to help us with things like writing faster, coding faster, being more efficient with everything, and even tackling huge problems like solving climate change. And while these things will all definitely happen, just like with social media, it did connect most people, it will have side effects just like social media, except these are going to be so much worse. So this will be stuff from fake everything. You might have seen some deep fakes already. Um, huge trust collapse in the human population, exponential blackmail, automated cyber weapons, automated lobbying, biology automation, exponential amounts of scams, automated loopholes in the law, and huge amounts of stuff like this were just some of the things that the researchers were talking about. All of this stuff is going to be new using these large language models. So machine learning used to be available, and the real the major difference between them was that machine learning was only able to focus on one field. So you could have a sort of program almost like these large language models, that would, but only for one thing. So chatbots like ChatGPT, you can ask a problem about all sorts of things, and it'll give you an answer. Whereas this, if you asked about anything other than a very small subject, it wouldn't know what to do with you. And so the way that they do this, the way that the researchers described the large language models doing things, is that they see everything as a different kind of language. So from fMRI, which they see as a language, they can construct images of what you're thinking or what you're seeing. And anything from dreams to videos you're being shown, it can recreate them. That was one of the coolest things to me, but I think it's also one of the scariest that I heard. And then the obvious language that it can use is human speech. So deep fakes can take about three seconds of your voice and then just keep going. So that was another scary part because realize that's all you need and that's going to be a huge part of scams in the future probably as sad as it is i think that's definitely what's going to be happening and what happens is that as i said the large language models turn everything into a language and once they turn it into some sort of language they can translate between everything another huge difference with the large language models versus the older types of machine learning is that large language models can generate themselves different points of data or feed themselves different points of data and then see if that's what's helping them pass pass a test that they generated that has to deal with all sorts of things so they're able to make themselves stronger just using themselves which is another very interesting part of this along with all of this stuff there's some pretty interesting but is also scary facts that these researchers stated near the end. So, number one, 
30 times the amount, there are 30 times the amount of gain of function researchers versus safety research. So there's 30 times as many AI researchers who are working on making the AI stronger versus people who are trying to make it safer. Another cool, cool, but also scary thing was that AI programmers don't know why, when, or how certain features come into existence. So an AI, certain AIs have been developing quote unquote theory of mind. It has also taught itself research grade chemistry. And we have no idea what some of these AI knows. We have no idea to what extent it has the knowledge. So these classes of AI can make themselves stronger and it can write and learn off its own data. And another huge thing was that this tool that the AIs use called Alpha Persuade is AI trying to get as good as possible at persuasion through using persuasion as a game that it plays against itself. So the next thing they said is that we've seen this before. With nuclear weapons, all this stuff kind of happened, like there was all these facts about it, but humans got together and we stopped it from being used at this breakneck pace like AI has been used, and humans still exist right now. But we're not letting the general public kind of get together and try and stop this. The public's fate is currently being decided by a couple board members at a couple companies. So safety experts in this AI, the like ones that there's 30 times less of than gain-of-function researchers, say that the safest way to proceed is selectively slowing public deployment. But a lot of people in the U.S. especially are opposed to this because they say that then China will get ahead of us. They're going to use this AI for all this horrible stuff, but use it against us. But the thing is, these large language models are not available in China the same way they are in the U.S., because China is scared that it will talk about things that they can't control. So they've been trying to just keep up with the U.S. and do as little as they can to barely keep up with the U.S. So these safety experts think that if we slow down, they'll slow down because that's better for them. But also, China has been struggling with doing their own AI research since the U.S. has been trying to limit chip exports to them. So they can't really do it the same way that we can. Now I'm going to get into some crazy statistics that they finished off their presentation with. So Cambridge Analytica can predict your politics with 150 Facebook likes. Now, that doesn't seem that crazy, right? Just looking at your Facebook likes. Now, it doesn't specify just political ones, so it's still interesting. But that seems like we could have done that for a while. Using AI, they can do this using only mouse movements. They'll look at just how your mouse moves when you're on like the site of Facebook, and they can still predict what you want with fate or what political affiliation you have with 80% accuracy. AI can use your tweets to calculate your political affiliation with 80% accuracy, no matter what they're about. AI is able to know whether you're homosexual before you know before you know it can predict when you're pregnant before you know even and an IBM study says that AI can predict when or if you're going to quit your job with a 95% accuracy 95% AI can also predict your micro expressions that no humans can predict but it and while it's not that huge 
it makes deep fakes in videos more accurate. And it also was able to figure out that for every word of moral outrage you add to a tweet, your retweet rate becomes 17% higher with each word. The same thing as all the top 15 videos on YouTube usually have words like debunked, destroyed, or hate. And the craziest thing is that most of those statistics were from 2019 AI stuff. Now, I'm sure it can do so much more than that. And I'm going to show you some of the most recent stuff that I just heard about AI being able to do. So in the past two weeks, there's been some huge leaps in what the general public is able to do with AI. So one, music. Recently released this week was Suno AI, in which Microsoft integrated a music creation app into its Copilot AI. And it now lets you turn any prompt you have into an AI-generated track of music with lyrics, instruments, instrumentals, and vocals. You tell it what all that kind of stuff. And it can do it just completely for free. The other big one, which you might have heard of, probably you're most likely to have heard of this, was Mid-Journey version 6, which is the premier image creator AI. And it now officially is able to create higher quality images than some cameras can take. And the biggest jump with Mid-Journey version 6 is that it can now create words. You used to, when you try and put words into Mid-Journey and tell it to add them into a photo, it misspelled them or put it in weird ways and didn't really understand. Another huge one is called GPT Engineer. So if you can look it up and it can you ask it to specify what you want the AI to build and it will code you a website you can then also just ask it with little just English tell it what you want it to change and it'll put that into code I thought that that was one of the craziest ones I've seen so far and they advertise it as you can get like the tiniest bit of your website going or like start your own ideas put it into a website and then eventually you have you can let actual website or app engineers take over which i thought was really cool because eventually you can create any kinds of websites and apps the next big one that came out this week which while wasn't that new as an ai function thing was new because now it's on instagram so Instagram now has generated the AI in your stories. So when you try and post something to your story, you can replace the background of an image to an AI generated whatever you want. Now, as you've heard, there's so much that AI can do. And I mean, the most recent things I just said to you were more recent in the grand scheme of things, but AI just moves so fast that every week it can do new stuff just like this. So it's really interesting to keep reading about it, and I'm going to keep learning about it. But I thought that I just wanted to share a little bit with you guys and tell you that we should all be cautious with AI because it has huge downsides, but it also has huge upsides. Because I know that it's usually portrayed in a way that it is shown as either very bad or very good. So I just wanted to highlight both sides to you guys. 
and just so that you guys could learn. But that's about all I have to say today. So I'll see you guys next time on the Kai Guy Show. Yeah.